0: Welcome to Second Cherry, almost a Eurovision podcast. We're back again with another bonus episode.
1: Hello and welcome to Second Cherry. I'm Matt. And I'm Monty. This is the podcast that revives the songs that didn't make it to the Eurovision Song Contest. Each week we take you through a different country's national final... And pick the song that we think deserves a second chance. A second bite of the cherry.
0: Yes, and at the end of the series, it's you, the listeners, voting for your favourites. And at our live event, we crown the winner of the second cherry song contest. Now, it is a bonus episode, so we're not doing that quite yet. This is, as it says in the title, semi-final two review. Preview. Preview, yeah. Not review, that's after that. Yeah, as happens yeah.
1: <laughs> We're not that good.
0: <laughs> so yes... jump by
1: Crystal Ball.
0: <laughs> so, Monty, how have you been in the five minutes between recording the first episode and the second episode that we
1: <laughs> The magic of sound, eh? <laughs> right? I'm very well, thank you, Matt. It's nice to see you for another week. <laughs> yes, uh, another week. We are recording this, actually, early April, so just a little caveat that Hugh... Who... Fuck knows what the fuck might have happened yeah. by the time this goes out. So, you know, if suddenly Rotterdam's off and there's wave 75 of the virus in Europe, and things might have changed. But as it stands, we're all good. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so we're, t- so we're talking
0: about semi final two as we did with semi final one. So, let's jump straight into it.
1: Semi-final two opens with a dose of Adrenalina by San Marino. and it. Hot spot, hot girl, have you seen her? We open smoke
2: fireworks, Adrenalina.
1: Right. Where to start here? At the very beginning. It's a very good place to start.
0: Let's talk about Senna. Okay. She was last year's selection cancelled. is a returnee. So I've got to say... She's been standing by. She has been standing by. (laughs) A song from last year, that is, people. No, Uh, from 2011. Oh, sorry. Yes. Oh, God, yeah. No, last last year was... um, (laughs) Freaky. uh, Freaky, yes. She's the only artist, I think, this year to deliver Eurovision-related content constantly over the last 12 months. She has embraced this journey from start to finish. It's been hard to get away from her. Yeah, but my God, do I care less. I absolutely love her. She can come and sit next to me and just talk shit all day long. I love her. Love her to bits. Now, look, Adrenalina, it was released. Everyone was excited, but it came with a bit of news attached to her entry. And that is the world renowned rapper Flowrider is on board with the project. He's gonna be part of the performance. We pretty next maybe. Much think, maybe. Oh. No, we we think so. So he so he's come on board. Um, I think one of her producers on the track is part of his team. Then they sort of, you know, showed it to Flowrider, Flowrider, like, I want to get involved. So apparently it's his idea. He wanted to get involved. And so they said, uh, yeah, of course you can, so that's how it ended up in this situation.
1: Monty, what it's interesting, isn't it? That the one of the most enticing things about Eurovision 2021 might be that we get an American rapper on stage, <laughs> not a genre you readily associate with Eurovision, and not a country that particularly knows it. I think you're right, the I love. What Sinete has done in her year between... The, in the bridging year between 2020 and twenty one, She's released 10 batshit crazy cover versions in a variety of styles. Some unusual choices. Some unusual genres. Amazing creativity.
0: Crazy looks. In the videos.
1: <laughs> Just, I mean, brilliant. I don't know who the fuck is bankrolling this, but whoever it is... Just has this great creative vision. Artists would die for this kind of creativity on some of their concepts. You know, they had the, the money to, to, to finance some of that. Just brilliant. And it's kept her on the consciousness of fans. I mean, you know, Joe Poblake, who's going to be watching on Saturday night, they want to have a clue of all of this going on. But it's kept the interest going with fans, and I think that's brilliant. And then she drops this. Which was just so unexpected. I love it. It's fun, and I'm all for fun this year. I really think that we need it. None of you wailing, none of you moaning, none of you pining. Let's have some fun and energy on stage, and this is absolutely bringing that. I love how she's evolved. She's a completely different artist, or so appears to be from what I've seen of her, in that's only at Eurovision. It's such a difference between a decade ago in Dusseldorf and her about to step onto the stage to see And I love it. Absolutely love it. Definite qualifier for me. And I think San Marino's best placing.
0: Oh, I hard agree with that. hard agree. This is her best song I've ever seen her sing. You know, her her previous entries. I mean, God, stand by me, stand by. Nah, nah. Sorry. But this is... <laughs> this is exceptional. And um, it's a sort of song that you sort of feel like she should be doing. It's totally, totally in her lane. I love it. H- here's one thing. You talk about, you know, uh, people who want to bring this sort of energy. Now, last week we spoke about Matahari and in Azerbaijan's entry. And maybe it was a little bit of an odd choice, a bit incongruous. don't know. Something, something not quite connecting the dots. You can kind of put these songs up against each other because... They're kind of like high energy, ethno, Mediterranean dance pop vibe in the chorus. But they're two very different feels. Uh Matahari's feels a bit like, well that feels a bit plumped on, whereas this feels just like, yes, yeah, it's it's it's, it's Sene, that's exactly who she is and what she's about. I, I'm sure they'll pick one of the hundred concepts from the video to bring to the stage. Um <laughs> But uh, honestly, so happy. This is going to translate regardless of what they decide to do. Best ever San Marino finish,
1: for sure. Song two is Estonia, the lucky one. Uku Suvi Stem.
2: Okay.
0: More of the same from Uku, but uh, better than last year's song, I think. Feels a bit dated, that 90s boy band pop. Nothing wrong with that, but I don't think it's what Europe will be looking for, to vote
1: for. Um, end he's, of end of my comments. It's <laughs> pretty to look at, yeah. you know. But yeah, I just don't think there's a great deal of substance there. It's better than last year again, but yeah. Let's move on. Ooh, there you go. Czech Republic, Betty Krista. Oh, my God.
2: Long as you hear here on my lips.
0: I'll let you open with this one because I think you love this guy.
1: I've been anticipating Benny's entry all year. (laughs) (laughs) I think he was underrated last year and I think this is being a little bit overlooked this year as well. I think this is great, great, great fun. There's just joy and energy. I think I preferred the song last year because of the style of it. But this is, I think, more accessible. Um, and I think this will find a, a wider audience. He's just so engaging. He's so, you know, he's charming. And I think that will come across really well on stage. I love the fact that it's basically, look, I need a booty call. Come over and let me have it. And I say, Benny, come and get it. <laughs>
0: I, yeah, I loved last year too. Again, uh, I don't think it deserved all like the hate. When he changed it up, you know, it, it went through a few revamps. And uh, I think there was kind of like, it got a lot of hate and it just it just wasn't deserved. Like it was fine. A lot of wannabe music producers thought they would throw their two pennies in. And, but it was still a standout song. Really great song.
1: And of course, as an artist, you want to bring your best to the stage. So if you're hearing this, it must get up in your head and... You know he's gone off and done teen different versions of it. Just feels like you know he's here. This is the song. Let's 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 have it. Yeah, let's have it, Benny. But his personality, Give it to me. <laughs>
0: his personality it's is been all over all this. It's out. It has it really one has. is gagging. Let me tell you, <laughs> Baseline. It gets to you. The vocal kind of has variety. I'm going to be on my feet for the full three minutes, both the semi final and the final, because this is qualifying. To hell and back, this is qualifying. I'm going to enjoy every minute of this, and Benny, thanks for coming because we need
1: this at Eurovision. I'll be on my feet, on my knees, on my (laughs) back, wherever he wants me.
0: (laughs) You'll be where you're told, Monty. Song number four then is Greece, Stefania with Last Dance.
1: Thoughts? Well, you know, when was it that Estonia sang the 80s coming back? They finally arrived at Eurovision. There's a whole slew of 80s sounding songs this year, and this is one of them. Um, just tapping into that current vibe, um, and it's a perfectly passable representation of that genre. But I don't know where the hook is. I really don't. There's nothing that says Greek to me, about this. And I know, you know, songs don't have to have a national flavour, but this is just, you know, another song that's perfectly pleasant to hear, perfectly pleasant to dance to, but I just don't think there's anything there for people to get behind and vote. It seems to be really popular amongst fans. It's kind of 14th, 15th in the betting, which is probably a better re- reflection, I think, the, than where it is in lots of people's favourites list. I can see why people enjoy it. I just can't see why people are, you know, saying it's going to do that well.
2: Mm.
0: I think she's on a similar journey to Destiny from Malta. They're both former junior Eurovision entrants. They've both been, you know, knocking around the adult contest for a number of years in, in different guises. Finally get the chance last year, cancelled. But then they're coming back with better songs. I think they're both on that kind of similar trajectory. Although, I'm not sure Stefania is on the same level as Destiny. In fact, I know she's not. But this is very Dua Lipa physical. They, 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 they've taken a blueprint of what's popular in the charts across the world. That's the inspiration here. It's going to qualify and it's going to be threatening the left-hand side of the scoreboard. But um, not a winner for me, but good. A good, solid song from Greece. Yeah, that's Stefania. Song number five then is Vincent Bueno with the second song entitled Amen for Austria.
1: I find this interesting. I think when I'm listening to it, I kind of find I'm at the end of the song before I know it. And it feels as though I've been engaged all the way through and it's gone very quickly. So I'm not sure if that's a sign of, you know, me being so wrapped up in the moment of the song. um, Or not, because it feels that it's quite flimsy in other ways as well. It feels there's not a lot to it. I think it's quite an interesting concept lyrically because he's talking about the demise of a relationship, but he's almost portraying um, this as the funeral of the relationship, which I think is quite an interesting way to frame it. And it feels as though whilst it feels like, oh, it's just, just another end of a relationship for the partner, it's hitting him a lot harder. I don't know. It's such a strange song. I think to 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 judge, and I really don't know where how it's going to fare. As I say, that kind of the, the fact that I'm at the end of a song before I even realise it's got there does say to me: is it is it something which is keeping my interest much more than I feel it is? Mm.
0: I, I I hear you. I think here's my thoughts on songs of this type. So simple songs with simple melodies are a tough gig. How do you pull off something that is vote grabby and interesting to, you know, to present on stage when it's such a simple concept? You need nuance and you need acting chops to pull off that kind of performance. Uh, you can't just just stand in front of a mic earnestly and look sad and perform, <laughs> that just doesn't work. That you know, whether it's subconsciously or not, people won't vote for it. It needs something extra. If you think Salvador Sabal, Amapelas Deutsch... that had something about it. It wasn't just, oh look, here's this guy doing this kind of really quite cute jazz number. It was like, no, he had personality, he put himself into a slightly broken man, awkwardness. It it had it had something, a nuanced performance. And same with Sam Smith and how they convey parts of the songs that are, you know, the parts of the song that is unwritten and unsung, they convey that for the performance. Sam Smith is really good at that. So my question is here with Vincent is, A, is the vocal going to wow us live? And has he got a grip of the nuance for a song like this? Or is he just going to look sad? And we won't know that until he performs it live i'm not saying this is not criticism and him genuinely don't know until you've got something in that video but it's got nothing like a live performance so you you just don't know that's my question another worry is that he's caught between greece and poland greece is a big dance number poland is inevitably flashy flashy lights we will come on to that i think this is getting lost i'm a little bit worried
1: let's talk about poland Rafał the right so baby, hold on for the ride of your life. i Raphael take you for a ride, Matt? No, not really. Should I tell you why? Because mm. he's got fucking sunglasses on inside. Take the fuck... I'm sorry. He is in the neon museum, though, so, you know, maybe he's protecting his eyes from the glare of those lights.
0: Maybe it's just to protect us from the whiff of nepotism that <laughs> has selected him. Uh Look, let's skirt over all that because there's nothing I'm saying here is substantiated. But uh, the the song is this this whole vein of this new modern take on 80s synth pop. But this is this 80s synth pop by Numbers. It's basic. It's got no edges to it. Uh, it's just meh. Nah, take off your glasses. And I just feel like you're not for me. You're not for me. There you go. I'll say that.
1: I quite enjoy listening to it. But it's again one of those songs. That I don't think there's anything to bring me back to want to pick up the the phone or an app to vote for it. Um, I'm quite interested to see the Warsaw Neon Museum because I was meant to go there on the last morning of my trip to Warsaw, but late. What night, was his name? Late night vodka and <laughs> homosexual revelry <laughs> robbed me of the following morning, so I didn't make that particular cultural highlight. <laughs> and I think by the looks of it the museum is quite small and I think I've been led to believe that we see the entirety within the first minute or so of this video and I think we've heard the entirety of the song by about a minute in as well it doesn't really go anywhere after that perfectly pleasant but it's a miss for me
0: song number 7 then, Moldova with the song Sugar sung by Natalia Gordienko no.
1: Monty, what are your thoughts? Well, if you are the kind of person that knows their Arsenium from their Elnir, you will know that Natalia was partnered with Arsenium in 2006 for Moldova, and she was meant to sing again last year. I think this is a really interesting glow-up of all the three songs she's been involved with, because this is by far the best. I just think this is a piece of it's three minutes of pure escapism. Um, It's saccharine as you like, but there's just something to get your teeth into. And she literally gets her teeth into a man because she takes a swipe of his face and pulls away this rainbow colored cake, which she wastes no trouble tucking her chops into. And it's like this sort of, you know, comedy horror schlock on top of this completely over the top camp video with Dancing ice cream cones. I mean, if they bring them to Rotterdam, we are all going to be queuing up for a lake.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if, she, if they stage this right, I mean, this could do really well. Really well. I mean, it's nuts. I mean, it is, it's cheap as chips. She's got such sass. She's got that Eastern European sluttiness. Mm-hmm. I love it. I don't know. I have to like, did you see the launch event when they launched this song?
1: Yes. Oh my God. All like three hours of it before they go, yeah, the TV. Yeah.
0: Three hours of a uh, Kirkorov concert and um, just loving it. An hour and
1: a half of no social distancing in the lobbies. Mate, no, it-
0: COVID does not exist in Russia. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly. Because it was just, it totally ignored. It was just like, this is our Oscars moment. We're just going to just pile in. I don't know. Look, Uh I can't wait to see what the staging is I want to see a man get his face ripped off on stage and then she eat it as cake I would love to see that I think is going to make or break this let's see
1: staging is key because there's not you know it's it's a light pop song there's <laughs> yeah. not a great deal to a song but bring those visual elements that are in the video to it and you're absolutely onto a killer performance song 8 is Iceland Dörthi or Magnet. 10 years I don't
2: want to know Never had your love. How did become myself before I met you? I don't wanna know what would happened if I never felt you love. Everything about you, I like.
1: So. In an alternative universe, we could have been heading to Iceland for the very first contest hosted there this year, had Dathie's song from last year won, which I happen to think it would. I've never seen such a big crossover hit as that one for many, many, many years at Eurovision. So I think we would have been in Iceland. But we're not. And so he's back with a different song. What are your thoughts, Matt?
0: Well, you can't catch lightning in a bottle twice. You just can't. And last year, I agree. We'll never know who will win Eurovision. That's a fact. But I think when all things considered, that had the wider appeal. And I could see Europe eating that up. Everything about Daffy and the team. Yeah. This year, he stuck to his guns. It's his sound. It's, it's definitely a song that he's written, and he's written it for Eurovision. Um, it's not as good, but the voting public won't really remember the song last year. Yes, it was popular. Yes, it had wide European appeal. But when it comes to the Saturday night at Eurovision, which this is going to make, this is qualifying, sorry, but it is, I think that will be kind of forgotten. It won't, well, people won't know about that. They'll just see, you know, we're used to Daffy now. And this might not be his best presentation of himself like think about things was last year it's still a really great presentation he's still going to be in the tracksuit it's still going to be completely him and the team on stage it's still going to be quite fresh i think and i think people can still buy into him and so we won't be in iceland next year but finally and this is what really makes me happy we get him on stage we get daffy on stage where he belongs,
1: where he deserves to be. Whether he would have won or not last year is a moot point, but I think he's... A winner anyway, because I think the impact yeah. of his song last year brought him to a much wider audience. I think people will remember this, because I think it made such an impression. I mean, you know, you've got people like Lorraine Kelly talking about this on TV. You, It made the popular consciousness. It was all over social media. I think people will remember it. Whether they would remember him if asked to pick him up, But once they see it, people will go, oh, I've seen something similar to this before. I think it doesn't quite capture the magic i think it's got all of the component parts but the spell isn't quite working as well for me it feels a little bit more contrived but i think also because i've seen this now in its third incarnation yeah. having seen it in the icelandic final in 2017 very similar then last year and now this year it feels like a sort of you know it's it's on a continuum all those three performances It's a shame that I think the best chance Iceland would have had to win has been lost through no fault of their own. Um, Because I think whilst this will do well and people will like, it it just doesn't quite have that magic spark um, as last year. The video is terrific, Vardy. I mean, it's just... It's a Power Rangers parody uh, and it is just, yeah. It's daft and it's great. And people will like the daftness of it. And I think it's great because he's getting himself to a wider audience, but yeah, I just don't think this has what it takes, whereas I think last year did. Moving on, song nine it's Serbia Hurricane with Loco Loco. <laughs>
0: like that one trick pony but you fucking love the pony so much right that's Hurricane for me this this is cheap as chips pop I think this is going to get the votes I think this is going to qualify just Uh, (laughs) it's just Hurricane being Hurricane yeah I just wonder sometimes like oh can you just give us any kind of depth any kind of something (laughs) but you know what as I said, it's a one-trick pony, and I fucking love that pony. They, yeah, can send me loco.
1: It is cheap as leftover <laughs> chips for me. It does have the quality of being slightly warmed up, and that's never as tasty as when they're piping hot from the oven. And so for me, this fails. Unfortunately, I. It's fun. It's lightweight, but it. it it's. I have to compare it to last year and it's just wanting for me it's not quite taking me to the place that I wanted to take it to although all of the elements are there just in a kind of sort of you know a lower key level of fun mm. yeah, yeah disappointing for me
0: okay we're well, moving on then song number 10 Georgia uh, the song You by Tonika Kipiani
1: Do you know? I look at this, and the shallowness of me looks at his bearded loveliness, <laughs> and he's communing with nature. And I think this is lovely. You just seem so nice, and just there's something about you. And then I listen to the song, and it's a little bit where, like, where you see somebody's profile pic on a gentleman's homosexualist dating app, and you think you're you look really interesting, but then they can't sustain a chat once you get talking to them, and it feels like there's no substance behind the 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 handsomeness of him to me. The song is just not there, yeah. Yeah, I have I to say his swarthiness to give me something more interesting in the song.
0: I, he's going to have its fans. I mean, there's people that like this, but it's just, it's stifled because that's his personality. He's very, you know, stoic, stifled, sort of. I can guarantee he's not going to do a cartwheel on stage. I don't think it's a qualifier at all. I think I'm nailed on. I would put money on that. So moving on. Song number 11 <laughs> <laughs> is Albania. Uh, the song Karma. Swiping. Which <laughs> <laughs> day it? think this is a harshness This is, this is how harshly the games are Absolutely So Albania Karma And uh, Oh I realise I can't pronounce their name Angela Peristeri Angela Peristeri There you go Monticelli. I think This is the song <laughs> Monty, what are your thoughts?
1: Karma's a bitch, eh? Isn't it? <laughs> I love this, actually. I It's got Balkan drama. Um, it's got angst. Lyrics are about how God's forsaken her and all of her friends are forsaken her. I mean... What has this woman done? Yeah. I mean, I'm really dying to find out. Probably
0: this... the same thing that Morland did in his youth.
1: Oh. <laughs> we'll never know. This me. There's just passion and drama. And I, it's exactly what Albania do. And they do it so well. Oh, we've heard it a million times before. I think this is going to do exactly what Albania do. Qualify and then come in the bottom end of the scoreboard. But yeah, I really like this kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, I,
0: I like it. We'll talk about it more in the Albanian episode, but it's grown on me because it wasn't a favourite going to the national final. It wasn't my favourite, but God, did she belt it out. One point to make, though, is that this was a national final outside. It was an outside mm. concert. and that, In December? In just De- Oh my God. You could see the breath coming out of all this. Yeah. Thing. Like, I have to say... Uh, that chops for that because the, these performers, you know, a lot of them did nail the performance, some of them didn't. And, um, but she did. She was one of the people that absolutely nailed this. And I think, which is why she gained momentum and won. I think it will just do enough to get through and then do nothing on the Saturday night final, but. Yeah, she can nail this vocal.
1: She had some interesting dancers with her as well. I wasn't (laughs) sure whether they were meant to be dressed in in tinfoil outfits or whether they were like those little blankets that you get at the end of a London marathon. (laughs) St John's Ambulance, Or if you passed out of a club (laughs) and you try to keep warm and whether they just forgot to take them off before they came on stage. So I'd be interested to see, you know, who she brings to Rotterdam with her. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well then, song 12, Portugal. The Black Mamba, with the song Love Is On My Side. Love is
2: on my side Love is on my side In my side Oh, baby, night
0: tonight. Monty, I'm baffled. What about you?
1: Oh, what the hell is it? (laughs) I just don't understand this at all. How the hell did this win? This is not my style of music. It's not even a well-sung or well-performed example of its genre. Let's just move on to the next song. I I
0: can't disagree. I suppose the only thing I don't want to say is... um, Join us for our Portugal episode, because it's going to be a bit of a special episode. That's all I'm going to say. But... um, there are three or four songs ahead of this, and I'm prepared to my favourite not to win. I'm always prepared for my favourite not to win, but
1: this was baffling. Yeah, we will do a good episode. It's Portugal's given us lemons, but we'll make lemonade. <laughs> Song 13 is Bulgaria. Victoria back for another tilt at it. Growing up is getting old.
0: Yes, and we did get a national final of sorts by their, their second cherry rules. They were live. She did a concert. It was a live performance delivered of each song. Mm-hmm. We did vote on it, even though the results of which were interpreted in a slightly different way. We were asked to vote on live performances. Yes. Essentially, or songs. Well, no, not on the live performance, but then she did live performance. We're classing her as qualified as a cherry. So... We are going to have a Bulgarian episode So we're, we're just going to talk about the song for now As I said, it wasn't a fan favourite In fact, I think It was probably rated the lowest Of all the songs that are up for selection But when you listen to the song in isolation now Actually, one well, when I do I think it probably is the best choice I am quite I quite like this It's my sort of music We'll, we'll probably talk more about her um, Particular style? Her particular style, yes But, um I do like this. What about you?
1: I like this song as well. I wonder if it, if it was the the worst ranked song and then it's the one that she picked to go. Do you think she's had a voting card the wrong way up? Like, like <laughs> Belarus. Yeah. Yeah. Denmark. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I, it's a song. I think this is a really nice song. I don't think it has quite the magic that um, Tears Getting Sober had last year. But it's very much in the same style and vein, and it's very much a Victoria song. Um, I do think it's a really nice treatment of um, your inner demons and your the 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 battle that you have. Again, it's a song that's sort of introspective about mental health. But again, it's a song which has got a positivity because it's kind of going. You know, she's talking about you know playing Tetris in her head, and it's always this it's this description of. The feelings, you've got to sort of, you know, sort them out to put them all into the right place. But what I like about it is once they're in the right place, all the answers that you need are all there in your own head as well. Mm. So it is a case of like getting them into the right order and your strength is going to come from within you. And I think that's a heck of a powerful message and a really nice metaphor for it as well.
0: Yeah, she's got substance, this girl, but we'll, we'll come on to some of the maybe the downsides of her later down the line. Song number 14, then, is Finland, Blind Channel with the song Dark Side. Monty.
1: Rock is one of those genres that doesn't particularly do well at Eurovision, but people still come back with it. Um, and I think, you know, if anybody's, if any country has the pedigree to do it, it probably is Finland. You know, and rock is a, this kind of heavier rock is very popular in Finland. So you can't say it's not representative of Finnish culture. I just think this is really wanting, though. It's really lacking in something. There doesn't seem to be any real substance to this. I think it feels to me a little bit contrived. It feels as though they're trying to pretend... All of these kind of rocker emotions and attitudes, and I don't think they're really there within the band. It just doesn't wash for me. There's an interesting bit where they're all inviting everybody to a drink, and I'm like, do you know, Greece gave us drinks for free a few years ago in a far more interesting way than you're doing. And I think that after this was selected, Italy's come along with a much, much better example of a song in a similar genre, which just, you know blows this out of the water I don't think they're ever going to have to compete against each other <laughs> because I don't think this is going to get to the Saturday night and have to stand up against it, it, Italy yeah it's
0: it's borderline qualifier for me it's here's the thing in the national final which we'll talk about it, it was elevated it, it, I think it did deserve to win its national final and I liked it the performance won me over once I saw it um, but when you then take that out of the national final and the and a small mix of songs and then drop it into the ocean of Eurovision. Yeah, it's really struggling. I have big question marks as well over the theme of suicide and the whole glamorizing it. It's um, it's a bit of a tricky area, I think, to sort of tackle that. And to, you know, I don't know, I just feel like I've heard this sort of thing before. I love the song. I don't read too much into the lyrics. But either way, this, this I don't, I'm not sure it's going to qualify.
1: That's interesting. I haven't read this as a, with any kind of, you know, inference of suicidal, suicidal ideation in the song. I'm just looking at the lyrics and I can see there were some lyrics that potentially are borderline there. But I have to say that's not something which I haven't picked up in any of the kind of references or suggestions in that. So that's interesting.
0: Maybe it's not so obvious then. Maybe that's quite a good thing. <laughs> Maybe,
1: yeah. Although... If you're trying to go under the radar and do something in a coded message like that, mm, that's interesting. That's put a different light on the song for me. Not in a making me like it anymore, but in a being even more cautious of it, mm. if that's the case. Let's move on. Latvia. Samantha Tina is back, and the moon is rising. <laughs>
0: all about samantha's rising moon look nothing but respect for her i absolutely adore this woman she's doing her thing she doesn't give a fuck what you think about anything she's here to tell you what she thinks about things i love it i love her it's this song is strong she's strong but does she come across as likable and is that even important when you're trying to get votes When I I say that because I see more accessible female anthems this year, we look at Destiny from Malta and and some others, which might be a bit more accessible, so this might be a step too far. Will people really understand what Samantha is saying about women being themselves and taking charge and being who they want to be? I don't know. I don't know whether she's the right conduit to portray that message in this way. I don't know, it's just a question mark.
1: It's really interesting. I think there are some similarities of that kind of female empowerment um, theme. And what I like about this is that, you know, she's clearly a strong personality. And I really like that. She's celebrating other women in the video. She's, you know, she's putting other diverse women center stage and it's all women. And I think that is brilliant. I think that the, the Eurovision limitations on six people detracts a little bit from the power of having such a large troop of performers on stage or in the video um, and that might be a problem in getting the power across interesting about that you know do you need to be likable i think you need to engage your audience and i'm This is a challenge to an audience. It's a challenge that I'm willing to rise to because I like what she's doing, but I'm not Mm. sure it's a challenge that a lot of people are going to be willing to do. And interesting that you sort of do that comparison with Destiny as well. When we said on the last episode, you can see Destiny breaking out of character and having a bit of a laugh about who she's playing. I can't see Samantha Tina breaking that fourth wall so easily and snapping out of this persona to have a laugh about it. She's far more intense and serious about the persona she's she's inhabiting here. I like it, but I'm not sure about its chances. Switzerland song sixteen To L'Univers by Gujon's Tears. John's Tears. John's Tears? Goujon's Tears <laughs> <laughs> He's back anyway. He's got the whole world with him as well. <laughs>
0: Let's just, like, set the mood here. Right, okay. I think this is beautiful. I think it's really, really stunning. And I think this is going to do really, really well. Uh, We know he can sing things live. This is very similar to his song from last year. The falsetto part is always question mark, but he can nail that. We know that, you know, possibility that these sad boy songs are still in demand. People still like them. But will it lose votes if it's yet another piano performance? What else do you vote for it's a great song sung well let's see how it's staged that's my question mark on this again another question mark over staging i think this is the pivotal point for many many songs this year is how you're going to stage it yeah yeah song's great yeah artist is great but how you're going to stage it how you can present it this needs to punch us in the face otherwise it could be missing out it's qualifying it's qualifying all day long but i mean is it going to miss out on the win because i think this could be top five pushing for the win, but also this could drop right down to 15th to 20th if it doesn't present well.
1: I know there are a lot of people who balk at the idea that it all comes down to staging, but I do think you have something there when we have a year which is So all over the place, there are so many songs that could win without any one or two standing out ahead of the crowd. I know this is sort of, you know, there or thereabouts in the betting. I'm going to challenge that um, notion that he can sing this live. I saw him do this on Spanish TV and it just turned me completely off. I really. Because of the, you know, he's got, he has sort of visual contortions when he's doing those higher notes to get into that voice and i think it's really off-putting i don't think it comes across well at all no that was a tv show in a little studio it's not a heavily rehearsed and you know camera structured performance for eurovision so you know we can't necessarily say that's going to be what is delivered but it just It lost an element of the performance for me. I want something more fun as well. (laughs) God damn it, we have sat through a year of the toughest year of our lives. I want something more upbeat than watching somebody have a fucking car crash. And I know that's just in the video, and I hope he doesn't car crash on stage. But do you know what I mean. Yeah. I want. I don't want this to win because I want to have a happy winner. Fuck knows we need it after all we've gone through. I know, but you know, Zurich or Zurich. <laughs> you might as well check yourself into the bloody clinic while you're there. That's
0: true. Yeah, I Yeah, no, totally. I totally get that. I, I think this is. I think it's a beautiful song. But uh, I'm with you. Can we do some dancing? Give, Give some... me something happy. There you go. Monte, give us the last song. What is it?
1: Oh it is a happy song actually. <laughs> it's Denmark. It's Över Ospo Hinderen. Flair or Flamme?
0: Yeah, we've got a couple of flammers here, haven't we? Look, um, I'm just going to be brief. Um, it's quite old hat, this kind of song. Delivered in a very old hat way. Great cabaret. I know that a lot of our friends love it. It's fun. It's retro. I tell you, this is what it is. It feels like dad pop that is sung by the dad's
1: sons. Well, we know a lot of people who are into the daddy and son scenario. <laughs> There's something about this. There's it, It's fun. It's exactly out of the Danish final in 1986 or 7. It is so authentically 80s that it could absolutely come from that era. And there are fanboys of a certain age who are <laughs> absolutely lapping this up. It's too flimsy for me, if I'm honest. I, I quite enjoy it. I don't know if you see, I just saw this afternoon the two of them have done a spoof reaction video. So they're reacting to their own songs, oh, their really? own song, but not as them being the performers, as just people watching it and going, oh yeah, it's, uh, I really love the Danish language. And, yeah, but I'm Denmark. I don't know. I don't think you're qualifying with that. Really? <laughs> they completely taking the piss out of themselves. Okay. And it's really, it, it's good. It's good and It's indeed me a little bit more to them. I, I don't really see why if, if, this is the pimp slot at the end of an semi-final. I'm not really sure why this has been given it because I don't think it's that kind of song. But I guess looking at the sort of you know the later songs in this, it we needed something to finish on a high, and yeah, the latter half of this semi-final isn't the isn't the strongest.
0: Well, well, there you go then. That is the 17 songs of the second semi-final.
1: So that's our two semi final episodes for you. We've given you our thoughts on the songs. Let's hear from you now. You can get in touch with us Twitter at Second Cherry, Instagram Second Underscore Cherry, Facebook Second Cherry Podcast, or the old fashioned email, which is hello at SecondCherry.vision. Hello at SecondCherry.vision. Please do get in touch. Let us know what you think. Do you agree with us? Do you, you know, think that miserable old songs from Switzerland are perfectly passable and you want them to win? I don't know. Tell us, tell us, tell us. We will be back next week with a rundown of the Big Five and the Automatic finalist, The Netherlands. We'll see you then. See them. then. Bye.
2: Bye.